So how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great, <laughs> man. Doing great. Yeah? Yeah, man. You know, doing a lot of house stuff. Yeah? Uh, you know, getting the... Uh, we're getting all new floors in and some kitchen stuff, and we're designing it all, so... Essie's super pumped about it. You know, she's doing all sorts of crazy action with that. Yeah, you're getting to design your own kitchen. That would be super, super fun. Super cool. Are you going to be kind of like interjecting your uh, no. chef no, expertise? I, um, Leaving it to I us. Am, yeah, I'm not allowed to do those type of things. <laughs> I, I don't wear the pants. We'll say. No pants here. No, uh, no pants party. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. You know, it's, it's probably for the best. I mean, I, S, S knows what she's doing, man. Dude, it's totally for the best. I yeah, don't want to mess with that. I don't want to mess with that. I, uh, I've crossed paths with that before. It's never a good situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a strong. She's a strong woman, man. Yep. No, I. You know, and you know, I love her. Oh yeah. How about you, man? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. Um, I got school coming up soon. Yeah? Yeah. So I didn't take any summer classes. Um, just everything has been pretty wild and everything's online. So just it's nuts. like, yeah. So summer classes were kind of out of the, out of the question, but on the 28th, I start back at school. Wow. Yeah. I have, I have organic chemistry and then I have general chemistry too. Jeez. And then I have an environmental science lecture and it's all, it's all online. It seems pretty hardcore. Yeah, it's a little hardcore. Um, you know, I just ha- I have kind of a trajectory that I'm going for, and um, the the nice thing about it is this will be the end of my like uh, chemistry classes, mm-hmm. right? So this is, you know, you need a, a background in chemistry to go into, you know, the biological sciences, especially stuff like that's a little bit more microbiology based, talking about the soil, talking about you know uh, the the relationships between plants and roots and soil it, it yeah. all has to do with uh, the microbiome and the microbiome is very heavily chemistry based but after this semester it it'll be i'll be actually studying the microbiome which is huge yeah and it should yeah it should be a little bit more enjoyable at least at that point yeah oh it will be the, you know. the first class i took was a biology course it was you know straight biology and a, a Apparently, I took them kind of out of order, but the, I'm really glad I took the biology class first. Uh, it was just a general biology class, but it was incredibly interesting, and I was like, I was into it the whole time. It was mm-hmm. still challenging, and still, you know, there were obstacles to it. But the chemistry is just much more mathematics, very yeah. rigorous. Like you need to do this, you know, amount of titrations a day, or you're not going to get a, a good grade in the class. So it's definitely a little bit more of a drag than the Sounds biology crazy. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about what I'm going into, and yep. I'm, I've been able to make it work so far. Um, right now, it's just a matter of, like, COVID stuff. Like, everything, all the classes are going to be online. Which has to be weird. Yeah, it's weird, and it's, like, it's just, it takes a lot longer to do all your classwork online like Mm -hmm. when you take a class it's not that i'm not paying attention but like having a teacher as a tiny little dot on your screen instead of like being immersed in the classroom it just takes longer for your brain to really like catch up and and make sure that you get everything yeah um but you know i was supposed to be working at the gnome Mm -hmm. and uh which we'll talk about a little bit in the episode today um but 
I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't make it happen. Which totally makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you got so much going on. Yeah. Well, and the and the industry is really supporting me. You know, it's supporting us. They love the show, mm-hmm. um, and they just told me to keep doing what I'm doing. So it wasn't like, you know, how could you do this to us? It right. wasn't like that at all. So I'm I'm really happy about that. I get it, and I totally agree. I yeah. totally agree. This yeah. is a good move. Yeah. Um, on that note, welcome to Minnesota Well Done with Seth and Christos. Um, if you're just joining us, welcome. Uh, and if you're not, and you're coming back, um, thanks for dealing with us. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we're new at this, and uh, it's all about the industry and um, everything that has to do with it. Um, yeah. Welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for all the support. And it, it's been it's been super great. Now, I want to talk to you about something today, Seth. Let's do it. Let's talk about sauce, man. Oh, sauces. Yeah, you know we got the mm, sauce. The sauce. You know we got the sauce. Now, I've kind of explained to people um, that I would consider myself a saucier. Mm-hmm. Um, I've you know I've put that on my resume and I've worked it into you know I put it on my resume when I went to the Lex and. Um, it's it's not that complex of a deal. Now you can you can dive really really deep into it, but like when you generally look at sauces, I feel like you can just you if you have a solid base of knowledge. It's just a base. Yeah, you I can feel. you can build anything out of it, mm-hmm. right? So like you know, they have the mother sauces in yep. French cooking. And you know, I don't want this to be a huge food history episode, but I think that people should understand the mother sauces and they should understand how stocks work. And once you understand those two, you can build any culture food. We can do anything. Yeah. I mean, like for instance, uh, last week I made, I made like a pesto, Mm -hmm. right. And I used, I used lemon basil. Um, so it was a, a lemon basil, Parmesan, um, and black walnut pesto. Okay. Right, so basically, I'm just making a a ball of pesto paste, and then I'm gonna, you know, what's called emulsify it into the sauce. Right, right, and then I made a tomato butter on the side. So I went to the farmer's market. I got uh, heirloom tomatoes, and then uh, simmered the tomatoes, and then put them through a chinois. So it was like just a nice, clear red sauce. Mm-hmm. And then um, I did what's called an emulsification of the butter. Right, so. Um, y- Basically, when you have a lipid and water, or a fat and water, which is what butter is, um, they, you know, they don't mix. The butter sits on top, and you know, they're like, no, thank you. Yeah, and there's two ways that you can get them to mix, and that's through motion and heat. And on a molecular level, they're kind of like the same thing. So if you get your liquid that you're trying to emulsify your butter into Mm -hmm. to a boil, those those bubbles really aid in the uh, emulsification of the butter. So then you just throw your butter in slowly and you whisk it in, right? And then you have this like beautiful golden hued tomato butter sauce. It's probably gorgeous. It it turned out really well. It tasted really good. Um, And then you take that pesto, right? And this is where like, so that's your base sauce. It's just a tomato butter. It's a very basic a very basic concept right oh, yeah it's like you know in what when you go to school bermonte which is you know which just means mounted butter it's all it means it's all it means uh that's basically what it is except instead of using water you're using you know tomato water uh, bermonte and mashed potatoes probably my favorite thing in the fucking world yeah 
Yeah, I mean, mm. oh, <laughs> you just made me think about the Lexington <laughs> potatoes, dude. That's oh, all I was man. thinking about. Yeah. I was like, ah. Uh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So then you just you just mix the the pesto that you made separately in, and it becomes a completely different sauce. It's got mm-hmm. you know, it's got these different layers. It's got a little bit of a, a little bit of a grip and like a, a textural aspect because of the walnuts, and it. it it's pretty simple to make but then once you can build off of your bermontes and your espanols and your uh your bechamels and and uh your fumets it's like that's that's the basic line of french cooking and then just fancy words they're just fancy words just like fish sauce beef stock uh cream sauce and butter sauce that's pretty much all it is that's all it is yeah it's pretty much all it is fancy ass words and and from that point on all you have to do is just tweak tweak them a little bit like i said you add the pesto paste and Mm -hmm. it becomes a completely different sauce and uh it's just something that i really appreciate in food and for everybody who's listening who isn't in the industry it's like you can cook for yourself these amazing things at home if you learn the basics and then just add your own creativity in it's true and for chefs who are in the industry especially like line cooks who are like really learning like trying to learn how to better yourself in the industry or find creative outputs better yourself yeah it's like that's that uh, that's something that i would suggest Mm -hmm. right like it's important to learn meat temps and and you know stuff like that but you can learn that you can learn that easy you can learn that in a couple days whereas If you build a strong relationship with your sauces, sauces are where it's at. Yeah, I mean, I I I was unknown saucier. Yeah, um, that's how I built my career was off being a fantastic saucier. Yeah, um, but you know, I I went that route because I knew if I could secure sauces, I would always have a job. Yeah, because and that's true. Yeah, in the in in back of house. If you know how to fucking make a sauce, well, there's nothing else. Yeah, and it's true. I mean, that's something that I recognized in you early on. I mean, it's like I think it's something that you recognized in me. I don't want to speak for you, but I mean, mm-hmm. well, uh, no matter where you went, you always wanted me to take along because I had that, yeah. you know, that basic totally knowledge, agree. right? Yep. Um, and it's like, we talked about your gnocchi dish and it's like the sauce that went along with that. Again, it's, it was fairly basic it was with just basic. a couple different tweaks and it was phenomenal. And it went with that gnocchi so well. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, uh, I think rem- I remember, um, bar I went in and staged and you were like, can you know, just make, make one of your sauces for me. And I made like a, what was it? A, a Chipotle barbecue. Yeah. It was a chocolate chorizo chipotle barbecue yep that's what it was with for people who are in the industry actually i put it on the menu if i remember correctly yeah i i think we you did it on wings yep yeah yeah now for people who are telling me that that's a mole it's not a mole it is not it's not a mole learn what a mole is right we could do an episode on 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 mole alone there's totally i mean the amounts of ingredients into a mole i fucking love mole it's a whole tradition and my sauce does not live up to the tradition aspect, like expectations. It was very of mole. good, though. Yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. It was good, but again, it was just very, it was very simple con- uh, concepts, kind of just mixed together, and that's where your creativity can really thrive. Oh, I agree. It's like, okay, I know how to do this. I know how to do this. Let's mix them together. And that's what you did with that. That actually with that recipe. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and when you're when you're making it, it's just like you as you do each layer, it it becomes very clear mm-hmm. that everything's singing together. And if it's not, then you just make these little tiny tweaks. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, dude, I love sauce. I, I do love too. sauce. And I, it's, too. I think it's been kind of a mm, a pillar of our relationship is our mutual understanding of sauce. Yeah. I mean, I love sauce. Yeah. Except for freedom sauce. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. I heard somebody talking about ranch the other day. They were like, you know, you you come out of the... If you're a Minnesotan, you come out of the womb and you're craving Casey's Pizza and ranch. Yeah. And I'm like... To be um, honest, Casey's Pizza sucks. But have you had their subs? Have you had Casey's no. subs? No, I haven't. To be brutally honest, dude, they're pretty fucking flame. Are they? <laughs> they're pretty flame. <laughs> they're pretty flame. Pretty yeah, well, and no ranch on them, right? Uh, no ranch, obviously. Here's the thing about ranch. It's like there was a, there was a place for a ranch. Uh, in 1992. Right. And like on a, on a Monterey chicken sandwich with a tiny bit of ranch, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's what's acceptable. But once you start pouring ranch, you're dipping your fries in ranch. You're dipping fucking fries. Last week, our oh, yeah. guest last week. Oh yeah. Actually asked for ranch. Yeah. As a side for his fries. He did, didn't he? Kev. I forgot. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. Bro. Yeah. Like we didn't mention it, but we're mentioning it now. <laughs> it sucked. Wouldn't that been great to just like just to do like them. a gotcha, like just a whole gotcha, interview? Buddy. <laughs> like, hey, uh, so we hear you like ranch on your fries, and it just gets like really aggressive the whole episode. That would have been funny. That would have been good. No, I'm glad we didn't do that. Me too. Me yeah. Too. Thanks, Kev. Yeah, no, thanks for thanks for coming in. It was a great conversation. And it was. It was. Honestly, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about how he kind of like turned our negative outlook on what what's happening with COVID into at least a slightly more hopeful. And I, I love it. Yeah. I think it was great. Yeah. Was and really if you haven't seen the episode, please watch it. Um, it is actually, it's enlightening. I yeah. mean, it's it's great. Yeah. I mean, I loved it. Yeah um no yeah. it was it was great it, ma- it it made me excited to like to to interview more people same just because he brought up things that i hadn't even like mm-hmm. remotely thought about and yeah so I'm, I'm excited to have more interviews in the future and just be kind of like have my spirits raised once again i agree oh i just touched my shirt i know dude and you're like wait a second it's not a button up oh wait it's mickey's <laughs> Oh. Yeah, no, it's not, you know, I can't do a fashion faux pas every week. You could, but you just choose not Well, to. honestly, we were talking about Mickey's, right? And we were talking about how they had been open for such a long time. And then on your way home, you drove past Mickey's and they were closed. Mm-hmm. Right? And when you texted me that, I went onto their website. I forgot. I did drive home and tell you it was closed. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yep. So, it, well, it's... I guess it's like to be expected with COVID. It's like it's a small little restaurant. So like, how are you going to break mm-hmm. that down to 50%? So it's it's not unexpected. It's just like one of those things where it's like really hits you. It's like, dang, these like these longstanding restaurants are like, you know, they're they got they have to be closed. So I decided to go on and get the merch. That's right? a good call. That's the only way I know how to support them in this situation. Yeah. And then and then wear it on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah there it, it is. Oh, there it. Yeah. oh All right. yeah. Yeah, All I got right. the moobs popping out yeah. a little bit. But, um, yeah, you know, do nice. do what we can. It's true. We and can. we got to. We got to. Um, on that note, let's take a break. Okay, sounds good. Sweet.
Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in again. Uh, I just want to remind everybody that we got our Patreon up and running. We got mugs going out. Um, we're writing our recipes for our recipe book. And we have uh, we have some content in the works for the Patreon. Yeah, we're super excited about it. Um, yeah, it, just go, go to us on Patreon at www.patreon.com backslash Minnesota Well Done. Check us out. We have a couple different tiers on there. Um, I think that you'll, you'll really dig what we have uh, as some extra content. Thanks, guys. All right, so welcome back, everybody. Uh, the next segment that I want to get into is uh, it's, it's hopefully we won't have to do this every week. I hope so. Um, but we're going to be talking about some restaurants that closed for good, um, really due to COVID-19. We don't want to keep things heavy. You know, we don't want to keep things negative. Uh, but these are two places that, you know, they had, they both had importance to you and I. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that they had important importance to the whole community. Uh, so we're going to do a, just a little bit of an homage to them, um, you know, just at least talk about them a little bit and, and so that they don't go off without a proper salute and send exactly. off, you know? Well, all right. So I'm going to bring up Octo Fish Bar. Yeah. So um, Tim, T- McKee. Tim McKee, man. Uh, we talked a little bit about him uh, with Jack. We talked a little bit about him um, in the show prior, and I would hope to have him on the show one day, but he's done a lot for the industry he's done a ton i mean fish guys alone so he so he runs fish guys and he's the ceo of fish guys it's uh, and like it's not just he he makes profit off of it and sits back and and you know just lets it happen it's like if you talk to people who are running their restaurants they have his phone number they do and I remember earlier in in my industry uh, experience, there the fish was the fish was good, but if it wasn't from the fish guys, it it wasn't elevated to the level of people's expectations, and things really started to change when they got bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, they took fish to a whole new standard. It's I true. Feel, in it's, this in this industry. It's it's absolutely true. I mean, and they they have uh, they have connections up north in Duluth. They have expanded, you know, very widely uh, across the state. Mm-hmm. And uh, dude, I mean, it's just incomparable. And now when you go to a restaurant, they have fish guys. We we store food in fish boxes from the fish guys, right? Like that's so it's just become an integral part of. Yeah. The community, and so one of the places that Tim owns is Octofish Bar. Um, they are, you know, I should say, owned past tense because they've now closed for good. Um, but Octofish Bar was another one of those things in the industry that people could go for pop-ups. Right, right. Like you have El Norte Kitchen, kind of really making their start in that kitchen, and there was always a new pop up going on at Octo Fish Bar, yep. and there was you could always find new people and learn about great cuisines and have a wonderful dining experience mm-hmm. that wasn't even Tim's food. I just it was it was a spectacular thing to do for the community, and I just want to thank him 
Yeah. Yeah. We want to, we want to thank you, man. Um, yeah. it's too bad that it didn't work out. Uh, we hope that there are positive things, uh, in the future and, uh, yeah, we wish you the best of luck. And we, we appreciate your strength for closing. I mean, that's oh, yeah. huge in itself. Yeah. Um, uh, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, to close down something like that is enormous. Yeah, it's hard. It's I couldn't even imagine. It's it. hard. Yeah, I mean, especially with all the things that we were we were saying about it. You know, it's like those are definitely going through their head when they're like, "Am I really going to close this?" Oh yeah. But it's better than letting it fizzle out and become something that you hate. I agree. Yeah. 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 So the other one, the other big closure. And, you know, we're a little bit late to the bank on this one, talking about it, but it's like, how do you even, how do you even bring up Bellacor closing? I, I don't know. Um, you, you texted me this. I mean, I probably would have seen it on Instagram, you know, pretty, pretty close after that, but you texted it to me and it's just like, my heart sank, man. My heart sank. Bellacor is one of the places that Gavin Kaysen owns. Mm-hmm. were owned and owned. operated um and it was like a it was like the best bakery that you could imagine it was beautiful i had um two friends go there um and they just i mean they've taught me everything that i know about sourdough and the creation of sourdough the proper like oven technique and how to use you know if you don't have a combi oven like the, the cooks that came out of bellacore knew food after coming out of bellacore yeah, yeah. um they were very well trained yeah um, i give that to to gavin completely yeah because it it's you you really brought in and taught people that wanted to learn yeah um yeah well that was i mean that was the thing about bellacore it was like it was just like this shining light on a hill type of scenario where it's like i'm gavin was like i'm going to do this what i consider the right way Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna i'm gonna make a team i'm gonna build a team and he fucking made a team he did i mean his training program is ridiculous it's it's just it was awesome uh Man, so here's, we are continuing, this is a quote from Gavin on his kind of like sayonara on his his page. We are continuing to work hard to turn this moment into a positive and focus all of our efforts on Spoon and Stable, Demi, and the Bellicor uh, Bakery pop-up located at Cooks of Crocus Hill in the North Loop. So it's like he's still got things going on and Mm -hmm. he's still doing amazing things. Uh, Demi's great. Spoon and Stable, obviously great. Um, and that Bellacore Bakery pop-up, we, we keep seeing this word pop-up. Yep. Uh, we know that that's what's, what the future is going to bring more and more pop-ups. Um, I'm again, thank you for your strength to, to actually like physically close your establishment, take the hit, deal with the emotional problems of, uh, actually taking that step, but also, putting your resources towards what is going to work and and what is going to make things happen in the future Mm -hmm. yeah thank you thank you so much and um i don't know have you listened to any of gavin's gavin has this um i don't know if it's a podcast or something but he talks about the industry as well 
No, um, really? Yeah, it's super cool. Oh yeah, we'll um, have to check that out. Yeah, I'll have I'll have the info by the end of this um, episode. But it's it's super cool, at least to to see a, a chef of that caliber. Yeah. Talk about this. Yeah. And it's 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 this meaning COVID. Yeah. Um, so it's it's super super cool. I'm trying to remember what it was, but it'll yeah. come to me in a second. Yeah, we'll put the information and uh, yeah, yeah, we'll put the information up for it. So that's our that's our segment on on this week's closures. Um, as we gain more information, we see more posts. Um, we'll make sure to um, really give support to uh, give support and homage and appreciation to all of the people that. And actually, are it's going on the this. counter. It's just an article that's on the counter. Um, the website, the counter. Oh, I see. I see. Yep. Yeah. So okay. he has a he has an ongoing article on there. Okay. So, yeah. Well, yeah. well, I'll have to check that out because it's super neat. Because it's super neat for people who don't know who Gavin Kaysen is, um, he's like the he's one of the top chefs in Minnesota. Well, you could he, say he's the top chef, but it's like I don't want to get into no, like a battle with anybody. Yeah, I don't want to get into a battle. Either, but in but terms but of like what awards and what you're on paper, yeah, it's um, like he's held a he held a Michelin star in Chicago. He brought you know he brought. Um, he brought good things to the state. He's owned these three uh, restaurants that have been up for you know multiple James Countless. Beard's awards. So he's like he's the real deal. Yep, he's the real deal. So but that article is super cool. Um, it's on the counter. Um, I'll have a link in in below, um, just if anybody wants to read it. But yeah. it's it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. Let's turn let's turn it a little bit more positive. Well, again, thanks everybody um, for um, helping. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, dude. So, time for our fun segment Yelp. We're doing the best segment. We're doing our Yelp clapbacks, man. We're doing our Yelp clapbacks. Now, next week, we have uh, Justin Sutherland coming on the show. We do. And I think that it's kind of fun that we did the theme of, you know, Kevin was coming on, so we did a Yelp review, clapback uh, about Paz. So we're doing mm-hmm. one uh, on the Handsome Hawk. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's a post-COVID Yelp review. And uh, to be Post-COVID. honest... Post-COVID. Yeah. Post-COVID. Yeah. So, like... Uh, I just want to make that clear. Post. Did I say pre? No, but I just want to make clear. <laughs> post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, You'll understand once we get into the article a little bit, or once we get into the review a little bit, why we're like, this is post-COVID, okay? So anybody with a brain, anybody with a brain, not even like a high IQ, just like anybody with like the logical... Anything. Yeah, anything. Anything. If you can string a sentence together... You probably understand this. I bet somebody had to type this for this dude. All right. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. I want to hear it. All right. So the date is 7-12-2020. Okay. So. July 12th. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) That's kind of weird. Must be. Odd. Post-COVID? Yeah, I think it is. Okay. This is from Dan A. from Chaska, Minnesota. I love Chaska. Now, see, that's okay. Now, I'm not even into the article yet. And you're coming from Chaska? It's like Rosemont. I'm, yeah. It's like, 
my the little the hairs on the back of my neck start to tingle a little bit like uh oh we're gonna have a problem here i know no restaurants in chaska i can't help <sighs> so you're coming in you're coming into the city you're trying the handsome hog right they got this new spot on capitol hill you're all excited you're like oh man hog they must have some kind of pork <laughs> <laughs> that's what he thought dude that's what he thought he's like oh yeah we're gonna have a great time we're gonna have pigs <laughs> i'm gonna have pig all day i'm gonna have some pig what kind of pig you got <laughs> all right dan I'm, I'm breaking you down let's hear it dan first time guest here mm. handsome hog has a nice ambiance dash atmosphere yes they do but that's about it oh snap yeah okay we're starting we're starting just like all we got is the atmosphere all we have is the, the literally you stayed there the whole time and that's all, that's it just the just the atmosphere not cool back patio was 85 percent full mm, interesting wait a second no <laughs> <laughs> looks like the minnesota legislature determined that that was a lie dan <laughs> or they're doing something against the law. Right. Which is unlikely. Yeah. They're not doing that. <laughs> they're not doing that. No. No. It's at 50% capacity. All right. So, Dan. So, thanks, Dan. Yeah. Dan, you're an idiot. Do your math. You're dumb. <laughs> you are dumb. Oh, my God. We're not even two sentences in. With only a few tables inside being waited on. Mm. Okay. 50% capacity. 50% capacity. You have to break your restaurant apart. That's the only reason. No way, dude. Is that what that means? <laughs> I don't even believe you right now. I thought it's 50% inside and 50% outside. So that would mean like 100% technically, but not really. You know what I'm saying? It's only a few tables being waited <laughs> on inside. Are you guys prepared for this? Why aren't you guys more busy? Oh, man. Like, so what, it, what goes through people's heads, man? Like, do you watch the news? uh fox yeah <laughs> yeah that makes a lot of sense <laughs> no you're making a lot of sense now chaska i'm i'm connecting the dots the dots are being connected chaska all right it was clear that they didn't have enough wait staff to serve the current demand at 7 p.m on a saturday <sighs> okay here this isn't that's not how it works okay it's not like i I don't I don't have enough waiters. <laughs> what? I don't have enough waiters for this. No, dude, you're just being impatient, right? And it's a that they just opened, they right? They literally just opened. They literally just opened. So they're like they're and they're opening in a post-COVID world with all these different things going on. So, you know, possibility is that it's going to take a couple more minutes for you to get your food. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm I'm assuming that's what he means by they didn't have enough wait staff. I can only hope. Like what? I don't know what he's kind of like expecting, but he's going to somewhere called the Handsome Hog, right? It's not like it's not like they're waiting on you hand and foot. They're not going to give you a foot rub while you're doing your, you know what I mean? Like what oh, kind I of? I thought it was like I thought there was a foot rub in it. Is this all expenses paid? I thought it was like pork rub. They do feet too. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I guess I was in the wrong whole thing. I no. thought I was wrong. I uh, no. I was wrong. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, we'll talk to to Justin more about it, but I'm assuming... They don't do that? I'm assuming they don't do that. Shit. Yeah. Damn it. You're not... I was on the same same page with Dan. Dan, you're from Chaska. You are not a monarch. All right. No one other than the waiter to clear empty dishes and glasses that sat on the table for a longer than desired amount of time. <laughs> Can you- That's my favorite line of the whole thing. Longer than desired amount of time. What is, the, what is the desired amount of time? I mean, as soon as I'm finished with a drink, it's the desired amount of time, but let's be real. And I don't want my waiter taking it off the table. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. You go find somebody else that isn't my waiter to take this off the table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My everybody at home, this is a one star review. One star. This is what he's coming at people about. One star reviews. Oh my god. <sighs> Alright, I gotta calm down, I gotta calm down, I gotta get back into character. Okay, this is a long one. This is, is longer than is, the last one we did. It is longer. I mean, and, and you can see with that last sentence for a longer than desired amount of time that it's a doozy. Oh, she's a doozy. Food came out at at different times and were auctioned off. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Do you know what that Wouldn't that be sweet if you just had to auction, like, once your food is ready? I mean, actually, it makes sense now, handsome hog. I'm getting it all. It's all tying together now. They do auction off their stuff. I knew it. I knew it was more like a slaughterhouse kind of situation, bro. Yeah. Man. Yeah, like... Who wanted the pork chop? Oh, I ordered the pork chop, and then somebody on the other side of the restaurant is like, $5. (laughs) 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 $5.25. Oh, dude, that'd be sick, though, because then you could have somebody, like, in the kitchen who, like, is, like, they're, they're planted out. In like in the audience, and they're like, you know, they just keep adding like twenty five cents on to try to get right. people to pay more right. for the food. Actually, this is a good thing. I oh, like what man. Justin's doing. Yeah, this is a good thing, dude. That's a good business plan, it's man. It's a really good business plan. I get it, Dan. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> what does that mean? That sucks. <laughs> <sighs> I was almost done with my meal when I was finally asked for a second beverage. Mm. Are you fast eater then, probably? Huh? <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, so, uh, I'm just, I'm like, I'm so speechless at this because like he doesn't really even, it just seems like he, he got angry about something and started making up things. Like, it, it, what? It, listen, I was almost done with my meal when I was finally asked for a second beverage. You mean you asked for a second beverage, right? Or did they ask you to, like, you're not even making sense, man. No. You're, uh, 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 why don't you come back? Not only that, but if you got your food delivered to you, that means you had a chance to be like, hey, man, can I get another drink? Right. So you had a chance, actually, between the first drink and your so-called second opportunity, which was after you ate your food. I mean, I'm not saying anything, but I'm saying something. Seems a little odd. I normally double up. Oh, I got my burger? Oh, wait, I got my pork something? (laughs) Guess what? I need another beer. Yes. Schlitz. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that's what it was. <laughs> yep. I'd like another Schlitz. Can I get a... You haven't asked to refill my Schlitz. <laughs> God, dude, this guy. All right. I got I to gotta make sure I don't get mad. All right, Dan, I'm not coming at you. All right? I'm not being aggressive. 
You're dumb. I like Dan. He has a really nice Ford truck. I don't like you, Dan. I don't like you, Dan. America. I don't like you, Dan. <laughs> take your <laughs> take your freedom sauce somewhere else, man. <laughs> Nonsensical wordplay. It's driving me nuts. All right. In our party, some of our food was burnt and tasteless. Mm. So it was burnt and t- did it taste burnt? See, like, the whole thing about tasteless is, like, that water is, like, even water has a taste. Water does have a taste. You know it tastes I mean? like water. You could say that it's bland, but, like, to say something's tasteless. <sighs> Sand- okay, this is something that I know is false. I know absolutely that it's false. Sandwiches came with three potato wedges. There's no way. Well, well obviously. We know it didn't come with three potato wedges. Come on, That's Dan. not even a full potato, bro. Come on, Dan. You're not even, like, a good liar. You're not even a good liar, man. Three potato wedges? No. I could have said, I could have understood, like, you know, it wasn't a pile. It wasn't, like, I, I felt like I didn't get enough of my side. I had side. five and a half potato wedges. <laughs> I actually, I took a scale out, and I had 35, exactly 35 grams of <laughs> potato wedges. And the standard is 45. It's less than desirable. Man, dude. <laughs> I feel like I'm carrying a burden now. You know what I mean? Like I feel don't does your chest feel a little heavy listening to this? Dude, I feel I feel for y'all. I feel for y'all dealing with these people right now, man. I feel for y'all. Keep doing what you're doing, man. You're doing great work. The Handsome Hog is great, man. They have great food. They have, I, like, I know a lot of the guys who work the front of house, so it's like, th- this I just know for a fact is so wrong. You know, it's 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 just not it's not what's good. But let's get through. Let's get through it. All right. I had ordered a side of aioli, and he <laughs> he spelled aioli with a umlaut for the fries, which of never course. came. <laughs> Cartoons were being shown on the televisions, which took away from the only good thing it had going for them. Parentheses, atmosphere. All in all, I think Handsome Hog missed the mark on this one. We were celebrating a special event that evening, and I wish we would have celebrated elsewhere. Was the cartoon by chance King of the Hill? Because that would totally tie into all of this. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Propane and propane accessories, bro. <laughs> Is that what, that's that's got to be what he does. That's got to be what he does. And it just, like, reminded him of who he really was as, like, a basic person. You know? He's like, no. No, you can't tell me who yeah. I am. Yeah. No. I wish I would have celebrated elsewhere. Well, guess what, Dan? We do, too. I totally don't do. Don't come back, dude. We Never. Don't, they don't want you there. No one does. Actually, I can't speak for Justin, but I, I don't want you there. Or come back and try the fries again. <laughs> The three fries. I bet you'll get more. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Well, that's our that's our second Yelp review, man. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's. I'm I'm gonna look forward to doing that every time. It's just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be able to get things off my chest. I agree. All right, man. Nice. All right, man. So, I got a message on Instagram in the middle of this week um, informing me of some less than than good news. Um, Somebody I worked with at the Lexington, his name was Kevin Stendahl. He he died of an overdose, and um, 
it was hard for me because he was trying to you know he was trying to find his sobriety mm-hmm. and like we've talked about before on this show um the restaurant industry isn't always um it doesn't always support that kind of lifestyle not at all you know this that it's not people it's not like people are you know forcing people to do that it's just um the stress and you know some of the you know the the money's not that great especially if you're at the position that some of these people are at um so it's hard for people to find uh find sobriety Mm -hmm. i want you know i just want to take this time to give a shout out to him because he was a good dude and uh he lost his struggle and anybody who's listening to this show again you can always contact us email us at minnesotawelldone.com um or talk to, you know talk to me message me directly i'm christos rockus robertson um if you need help finding um addiction services like aana mm-hmm. or you know even treatment centers and whatnot um so again kevin sending you off man yeah all right now for the final thing uh this week uh a little bit in preparation for us talking with justin uh, I want to talk about the restaurants that he's opening. Good call. So he's partnered up with Brian Ingram. Yes. And they are opening uh, the Gnome, mm-hmm. which is a reopen. It used to be the Happy Gnome, and now they're just going straight with the name The Gnome. It's in the same spot. They've done this huge remodel which on it. Which is a good rename because that's what everyone called it anyway. Yeah. It's, I think it's great. It'll be a great neighborhood place. I do too. Um, they, and they have like a new beer garden upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this huge patio that they built outside. So the rest of the patio season is going to be It's going to be bumping. super highly uh, beer influenced, isn't it? Yeah. So um, I think just like the old gnome, right, they, yep. they have uh, the biggest beer selection in Minnesota. It was incredible. The, yeah. the Happy Gnome was, it was insane. You yeah. go in there and you'd, be, you'd get like a, a novel of different freaking, you'd be like, oh, what kind of beer do I want right now? And you yeah. could have a different beer. I don't know. A shit pile. And a shit pile of beer. No, you're totally right. You're totally right. <laughs> like, and there's, I think you you were the one who told me that like that that was your dream job to be able to like to to oh, work yeah. behind that bar just yeah. because it was like so uh, unfathomably like so much large. beer. Yeah, a lot of beer, a lot of beer. Um, and and I think that they are even upping the ante a little bit with their beer selection. Oh my god! So they're like taking it to a whole nother level. Like I said, they have a whole upstairs now that's like it's. Oh, they call it a beer garden. Hmm. So it's going to be intense. Uh, but the food they're doing there is uh, elevated as well. Um, you know, they have Brian, Justin, and uh, one a person that I respect quite a bit, Aaron Cave, all working on the menu together. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's starting to come together. They have a tasting um, on Friday. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to head to that, and hopefully we'll have more information on the on the food that's going on there. Uh, but I'm excited about it, man. I'm excited be. about it. And like I said, I, you know, I was going to be working there, and things didn't work out. So um, you know, that's that's a non-issue, you know, because mm-hmm. what they're doing is they're bringing back an old staple of Minnesota, and in this COVID-19 time, that's the kind of stuff that we need. Well, yeah, we need that exactly that kind of stuff. Yeah, is to remember. I mean, I hate to say it, but to remember the past. Yeah, and this is a whole new gnome. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, and it's it, it looks great. You guys can go to uh, their Facebook page, The Gnome. I, th- I think that's what it's called. Um, and you can kind of see what we're talking about. It's like they they clearly mm-hmm. sunk a lot of money into the remodel. Oh yeah, and it's an old building, so they you know not, they well, not the only had to do that. The bank gets stuck in there. That's the number one thing I saw. The bank gets they stuck in yeah. are incredible. Yeah. And we'll stick the we'll stick the links at, at the bottom of this. Too. Yeah, uh, it's uh, I'm excited about it. Yeah, but that's not their only project. No, it is not. That's not their only project. Now I t- you know I kind of had a little bit of an angry episode. Uh, I don't know what two, two episodes, episodes ago. go. Yeah, yeah, two episodes ago. There was a little bit of a controversy over this other restaurant that they're opening. Okay, but I'm not. I'm. 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 I'm over that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm. Mm-hmm. I. I can control my emotions on that. What they're doing is they're opening what's called elote. Right, elotes is like the. It's like the dessert corn where you have you know you have the cheese and you have the cayenne. And so good. So good. It's one mm-hmm. of my one of my fa- favorite. One of my favorite Mexican foods. Mexican street foods is what I would consider. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and they usually eat it as like a, as like a dessert, as like a top off. So good. Of, their, of what they're eating, and it's I like want it so good. I know, I just talking about it. Yeah. So that's the name of the place, and it's supposed to be kind of like an elevated cantina, mm-hmm. right? So like, they're doing. Um, I, I think that their menu isn't fully decided, but the concept is like elevated Mexican street food. So like. Think, you know, think a gordita, but high and tight, like you'd get it oh, at yeah. like a at a James Beard Award winning restaurant. At least right. that's that's what they're going for, and I'm super excited about it, to be honest. Where's it going to be? Um, it's going to be in the Keg and Case building where In Bloom used to be. Okay. Yeah. So In Bloom, you know, they close for good, um, and I and they're doing kind of the same thing they're doing with a uh, the gnome, where mm-hmm. they're really doing it right. You know, they're not, there's no, uh, every expense that they need to make happen, they're doing it. You know, the design of it is beautiful. They have, you know, the big wooden casks everywhere. They're making a big patio. I think that they're prepping for the COVID properly. Right. Um, you know, I, that's one thing that I got to give to Brian Ingram is he, he knows how to like, how how to dot his I's and cross his T's, man. He's he's really done an amazing thing with both restaurants. Um, we and will, with hope, and with oh, hope. Oh yeah, with hope. I mean, I, I I'm excited to hopefully one day have him on the show, and we can talk a little bit more about like what he's really trying to do. Well, and how he's grown so quickly. Yeah. I mean, that's it's he blew up. Yeah. Man. He blew up. Yeah. Well, you know, I sat down and I had he was interviewing me, but I got to learn a little bit about him and just like the way that he operates is so, I don't know. It's not nitpicky. It's not micromanaging, but it's very detail oriented. And Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, when people are like the devil's in the details, it's so true with the restaurant industry, especially because the margins are are so thin. Right. And so like he's, I think that speaks to a lot of his success. But to have him, to, to sit him down and be like, so how did you do it? <laughs> right, right. I think that would be right. a really cool experience for us because he's, yeah, he's really made too. it happen, man. He has really made it happen. Um, let's see. I think that's everything I have for segments today, man. Yeah? Yeah. Hey, yeah, that's I'm not bad. No, no, I'm I'm glad. With, I'm happy with everything that we talked about in this episode. Same, um, same. I... Uh, 
I'm excited to that we got the sauces out there and we got that recipe of the sauce out there. Um, I'm currently typing up and deciding what kind of three ring binders we're going to do mm-hmm. for our uh, for our twenty dollars Patreon members. So the sauce that we talked about today and your gnocchi recipe are going to be the first two recipes that we talk about. And mm-hmm. it's like, I, dude, I'm just I'm so pumped. It's something that I've like really grown to get really excited about is this recipe book because there's so much to cover. So it's much. Great. Yeah, but then we ta- we talked about the whole community and I think that we tied it up really well. Um, I want to thank everybody uh, for listening. Yeah. And um, yeah. You know, we're going to have Justin Sutherland on next week. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about what he's got going on with the Handsome Hog and a little bit about Gnome and Elote. And I think that he's got some other things going on uh, that we're, we're going to get to talk to him about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 All right, man. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, guys.